Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of Why Cartwright. This is a podcast where we like to talk about all things education. My name is Brock Higley, the Multimedia Communications Coordinator of the Cartwright School District in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm alongside our esteemed Superintendent, Dr. Leanne Aguilar-Lawler, and our Public Relations Director, Mr. Victor Hugo Rodriguez. How are you all today? Hi, Brock. Good morning. I'm so excited to be back on our first podcast of the year. I'm doing wonderful here on this beautiful Friday morning. How are you doing, Victor? I'm doing really good. I'm very excited to be part of this podcast uh, because not not always do we have the opportunity to be able to hear from a superintendent uh, in, in different issues that impact our communities, our children. Uh, so we're going to be able to bring up a lot of uh, different topics uh, of importance to our community, and I'm sure our parents are going to be interested to, to hear the perspective of our superintendent. Yeah, so this episode, we are focusing on how the first week of school went, as well as some of the changes and updates we've made as a district transitioning to the new year. We'll also hear some wonderful testimonials from staff, parents, and scholars reacting to these specific changes. So, Dr. Lala, do you want to talk about maybe some of the stuff that you have been focusing on for this year? You know, uh, before I start with that, I just want to say that it has been um, just an incredible start to the school year here in Cartwright. Um, just to see uh, school, and I hate to use the word normal because we're certainly not normal here, but having everybody come back from the last couple years, and I don't like to say that word about the, you know, the pandemic, but having everybody come back, and yes, we still have some um, some um, issues that we're dealing with with the health and safety of our scholars, and that will always be a priority. But just to see everyone together again, um, there there are just so many celebrations, and I'm just so grateful for um, our families, our scholars, and our staff who are just working so hard to make this the best um, educational experience for our kiddos and our community. Yeah, and kind of just jumping off of that, I, I was able to talk with, alongside Victor, um, we had the opportunity to talk with a number of parents and staff during the entirety of the first week of yeah, school. Yeah, I was jealous. I yeah. was jealous. <laughs> I saw you guys out there having a good old time. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was pretty fun, and people were excited, and parents were happy with a lot of our uh, transparency and new, new things that we've implemented into this year, like uh, our new lunches and things like that, so... Um, we'll get to hear more in a little bit about kind of all of those reactions and everything that we got. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Those include things like school safety, uh, how much our teachers and staff care about their children, as well as some of the new implementations that we've added to this school year, including school lunch additions and things like that. So we can start with some of the sound bites, I guess. Yeah, that'd be great. And I, I do look forward to, um, towards the end of this podcast, um, talking about um, what we did last night at the governing board meeting regarding safety, which is really, really important. But yeah, let's get started with some of those um, sound bites first. Yeah, absolutely. So first up, we have a parent from Spitalny who talks about when she walked into class for the first day, she was able to see exactly the educational background and all other important information about her child's teacher, uh, which I think is just a good show of transparency from Cartwright. So 
We'll listen to that first. And their teachers are really, really nice. They actually have information about the teacher on one of the boards, and you're able to read where they graduated from, what they've previ previously done. And honestly, I really do like the teachers here. And, you know, she sounds just so authentic. And I want to say thank you um, to our amazing um, parents and our parent and um, our teachers are very proud of all the work they've done to actually be able to be in front of our scholars. We do have amazing teachers here um, in Cartwright, so um, it sounds great. And um, you had an opportunity to talk to them too, Victor? Uh, yes, uh, we were able to talk to them. And one of the things that they like to see is the, the fact that they have a, a superintendent, that they have the administration, that they have the people who are going to take care of them who is going to ensure that not only that their children are safe, but they're, they're also getting the most qualified teachers and the education that their kids need uh, to become successful. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to soundbite number two. This is uh, one of our Castro teachers who just kind of talks about how excited she is for this year and why she thinks this year is going to be a special one. Well, as a teacher, I've been on this campus since it opened up in 2008. And to see all the new kids coming in, this group of kids, I feel, is very, very special. They are very respectful. They appear to be responsible. And they appear to be really a safe. You know, we got a mixture of kids coming in from even out of our district. So it was really nice to see them all working together as a family. I mean, you know, that's what Cartwright's all about, one family. Oh my goodness, that was so wonderful to hear. Um, you know, Raul Castro's Fine Arts Academy um, opened their doors just before the pandemic, and I know this year they're finally ready to show what they're able to do. I was talking to um, Principal Teresa Trujillo earlier this week, and I was so impressed with how they have these tracks for fine arts. So our kiddos that go there, that choose to go there, um, can choose from all these different opportunities to show their talents. And at the same time, she wants to make sure they have the best academic program. But that is our only school that offers two special area classes a day so to really show the talents and really um, create a scholar who not only is ready for college, but also understands more what talent they have as they move into high school and college and career. So we're really excited about that. I, I, I just want to say that I had the opportunity to meet uh, Governor uh, Castro, and I had the opportunity to be in his house in Nogales. He was a, a governor, a person who really cared for the community. So I'm very happy every time I go to our, our campus, I'm very happy to see that you know, everybody cares, uh, so, you know, for, for, for our kids, for what they're doing. So that is just a reflection of who Raul Castro was, uh, you know, when, when, when he lived in, in this community. Uh, I, another thing that I noticed, like, when, when I was there, uh, we had a group of uh, students coming from Cuba and then another group of uh, students coming from Mexico. So not only that they were coming from different communities, but they were coming from different countries, and they were so... Uh, they, they welcome them to into the campus. They want to make sure that they will feel comfortable, that they would have somebody there who would speak their language, somebody there who looked like them, and uh, and they show them around. So I was very excited to see that as you know, as an immigrant, as somebody who moved from a different country to to the United States. I know it's, it's it was very stressful, 
I, uh, it was anxiety. There were times when I just didn't feel comfortable going to school because uh, I just didn't have anybody who would look like me. Uh, luckily, you know, we were able to find uh, a school with all these students who were also migrating from different countries, and uh, so we we were able to find that connection. So, to for me personally, to be able to see that at Castro, um, it, it was it was very exciting. And I went over there and I introduced myself. And when the parents left, I'm sure they felt very comfortable uh, uh, that knowing that they're children were going to be welcome into the campus and that they were going to be able to get the education uh, that they need. And our governing board would love to hear this because their entire, you know, mission is to prepare our scholars for that global readiness. And, and, and we're doing it, you know, not just at Raul Castro, but at all our schools. So I appreciate that you, you were there to, to share that with our scholars and our families. All right. Awesome. Uh, to move on, I got a soundbite with a uh, our principal, as you were just talking about, Teresa Trujillo, talking about how, you know, we have a lot of kids entering the unknown, nerves are high, but she's ready, they're ready, and she's excited for this year. And she is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there, actually, the nervousness is normal nerves. It's that I don't know what to expect. I'm entering into the unknown, where I felt like my eighth graders kind of came already with a level of swagger, because they've been here. So they already know what to do, um, but they didn't know their new teachers. And then they had their teachers that they remembered from last year, so they were excited to see them. So I feel like my seventh graders are the ones who are most eager and anxious to kind of get into what it meant to be a middle school. I think it's always interesting talking to our principals uh, because we get to see kind of a greater insight onto how each school itself is doing. And I think Carwright does a good job of really emphasizing community and kind of jumping off of what Victor was just talking about. Um, you know, building that community with uh, large groups of smaller communities, but making one overall community out of those smaller communities. And I mean, you see kids of all different backgrounds interacting with each other and having fun. And like I go to the gym classes or recess or something like that. And there's just, you know, kids are all over the it's place. Just exactly. Learning, having, yeah. having an absolute blast with mm -hmm. each other. And I really like to see that, especially when you see this kind of, uh, you know, this diversity and how they interact with each other. Uh, when you don't really see color, you're seeing a person and uh, and you help each other. Uh I had the opportunity to meet uh, 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 a lot of students who graduated from the Carbride School District, and uh, their stories are very similar to the ones that we have seen, uh, you know, especially with a Mexican family who happened to be in the office. It reminds me of Juanita. Uh, Juanita migrated from Michoacán, uh, and she lived on 43rd Avenue on Camelback, uh, and she raised her five children in this community. and. Uh, and you know she cleaned houses, but she she makes sure that her, her children would get an education. And, and you see the five of them; they graduated from Arizona State University. You see engineers. You see uh, the, you know peop, uh, her children in working in banks, working in the in, in in hospitals. So they became very successful. So I feel that you know a lot of these families who are here to get an education and asking for a second chance to go on with life. Uh, I, I think we can, you know, by providing them with the education, we can create uh, better communities, stronger uh, communities, uh, and, and people who eventually are going to be able to pay forward and, and bring more to, to our communities.
Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Up next, we have another Spitalny parent who talks about how transparent she feels uh, the administration at Spitalny as well as the teachers are being and everything along those lines. They send the, the papers home telling about their, their self and information on them and, and what their goals are and, and as a teacher and, and teaching the kids and everything. Um, it makes you feel more comfortable that you kind of get to know a little bit about them and a little bit of their past. Yeah, we really want, again, to make sure our parents feel they're part of the community, part of the school. Uh, our parent advisory council met this week and you know, it's just an opportunity to hear from our parents and how we can make things better. And, and I like you keep hearing that word transparency because that's really what we're all about is to make sure that they feel like this is their home away from home because they have to send their, their children here. We want them to feel really confident that they're in the best place. And I know as a superintendent that our goal is to have high expectations. And part of that is to ensure that they feel um, confident that their scholars are having an absolutely wonderful, safe, and caring. Um, yeah, and, and they, they also want to make sure that we, I mean, not only that they also trust our administration, but they want to be able to trust the teacher. Uh, they, they, and they, they want to feel that they, they have the most qualified uh, teacher who's going to be educating uh, the, their, their children. So when when they were able to see their biographies, I, I, I could see the excitement uh, the, the, the fact that they were they know who's going to be spending time with their with their children they know that they have a college uh, degree that they have the training uh, that they have somebody who's qualified to be able to provide uh, the, their child uh, with the education uh, that is going to help them to go through high school and college so now a quick transition we're going to talk about something that I know dr. Lolly you have worked tirelessly on and uh, it's a great project, and we're already seeing the we're reaping the benefits of the labor. Uh, Cartwright has a new uh, food program or new food plan for lunches, breakfast, the whole the whole nine yards. Uh, and we, Victor and I, actually were able to talk with not just parents but also our very own scholars about how they feel about the new food. So this soundbite. Oh, I right want to hear! Yeah. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> so this soundbite right here is from a, a, a Heather Bray scholar who talks about what she thinks about the new food implementation. It was better because last time they would serve you and now like you get to serve your own self. And, and what about the vegetables? Do you usually have vegetables? Do you usually have fruit like, you know, last year? Um, no. We would only have one thing. But now it, we have like multiple stuff to pick. And what are the multiple stuff? Um, we have vegetables, carrots, cucumbers, and then sometimes we have like extra food if we want. She sounds happy, Victor. <laughs> they were very excited. Uh, and Did you get to taste it? Uh, you know what? I didn't. I should have. <laughs> uh, it, it, especially the, the vegetables. Uh, and they, they were very excited to have all these options. Because last year, you know, so, some of the students and even the parents stated that they were really not eating. They were throwing the food away because it, it was really not, you know, they, they just didn't like what, what it was available. Uh, but now that they have options, they seem more excited. Uh, they they were very happy and aligned uh, and being able to reach out to grab their apple, oranges, and, and their vegetables, uh, w which is a great thing, especially for our kids to be able to eat healthy or and to also have options, uh, especially those first meals that I, I they're yeah, very important. Yeah, and I, I would like to give a huge shout out to... 
um, during my listening tours, our teachers and our parents, our staff, they really, they were really concerned about the quality of food. And um, uh, this is really for them, for our, for them, for the kids, for you know our families, um, and for our teachers to feel much better taking their kiddos to lunch. Um, however, I do want to give a huge shout out to our food service workers because they are working harder than they ever have before. And I just want to tell them um, from the bottom of my heart, um, thank you because it's making a difference. And um, I know it's hard because everything's from scratch. Um, and um, we know that our scholars deserve the very best, but we also know that um, it's very difficult for the staff. And um, I just can't thank them enough for all they're doing. And I'm just really thankful and grateful for them and their hard work and Hopefully that um, as we move forward, it'll, it'll get a lot easier for them as we, you know, get into the school year. But um, I can tell you as a hardworking person, you know, to hear your scholars and your family so grateful that in itself hopefully helps them to see that all their hard work is really paying off. Yeah, and even when we were at the schools, we saw the food service workers and what they do to prepare because we were there before lunch had started i mean it's unbelievable they're they're getting the corn ready and all the fruits and vegetables from scratch exactly everything from scratch and it's it's pretty it was pretty pretty spectacular to just see them work and all those people behind the line and just getting ready grinding and yeah for all of you listening if you can take a second to just go and, and and thank our food service workers i i would certainly appreciate it Thank you. And, and, and these are people who care about our students. Uh, you know, uh, I had a, an opportunity to talk to Victoria. She's been, uh, she will work for the district and she's been working uh, as a cafeteria worker uh, for, for many years. Um, they're very passionate about what they do. Uh, they want they like to see those smiles on, on our students' faces, you know, when they, when they go and eat and they want to make sure that they get the best quality food uh, that they can possibly can. I, I was very excited uh, just to be able to see all of them, uh, all the action, everything, the whole movement, and trying to get everything ready uh, and, and to make sure that everybody would get a meal uh, on time. Not just the cafeteria workers, but also teachers that were doing lunch duty and stuff, kind of encouraging the scholars to take those healthier options like the apples oh, and well, the fantastic. carrots. And, and the As a mom, exactly. I'm sure our moms out there would be very happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so if a kid would walk up to the line and oh i don't want cucumbers the teacher would be like well have you had cucumbers let's try them maybe you'll like them things like that so that was awesome to see uh up next we have uh, another interview from victor who talked with a heatherbray parent about the new food and oh, awesome. how, she, how the improvement that she's seen so anna have you been able to see a difference in the kind of food that we serve now compared to what we were serving last year oh yeah most definitely what do you think of it yeah. They have more options. They have the fresh options and stuff like that. They have more options on their main course, so they have the ability to pick what they actually want to eat, and I'm watching them eat more of it, so they're not leaving trays full anymore. So. And what has been the feedback from the students and the parents? Oh, they like it a lot more, too. They, they love the food now. So they're, I ask the kids all the time, like, what do you guys think? Do you like the food better this year or last year? And they're like, no, this is way better. So they're happy about it for sure. Thank you so much for going out there and sharing those comments. Again, I, all the thanks goes to our food service workers. 
Yeah, especially when, you know, as a parent, I, I do, I mean, I can relate to Anna. Uh, and, you know, w when my daughter started school, she just didn't want to eat the food that she was getting at her school. And uh, so uh, I would have to wake up really early to pack lunch for her because they didn't have a lot of options. But just knowing that here at Cartwright, people have all these options and that they're getting better food, I think... Um, I, I think it's very, very important, especially when you see all the, the, the our families in the community struggling. Uh, some of them still visiting those food banks. So, so you know, it's it, I can see that it might probably be even hard for them to even wake up early in the morning to be able to pack lunch for them. So, so they they are relying on us to be able to provide their their children with uh, with the right meals. Uh, so we have another segue here. Do you kind of want to introduce this one, I, Dr. I Lawler? I do. So last night at our governing board meeting, as I said earlier, we, our governing board um, voted on a couple items that were going to ensure uh, those layers of safety um, so parents um, and, and our community feel comfortable and safe every day bringing their children to school. So we, um, they unanimously voted on security for our um, perimeter fencing and then also um, to continue with our security guards um, at the schools. And I'm really happy about that. It gives peace of mind to everyone to have that extra layer, those eyes um, checking to make sure that our schools are, um, whoever's entering our schools are safe. And so I'm very, very grateful to our governing board and also to our um, safety task force um, who have been continuing to meet to ensure that we're always um, looking to see how we um, can be safe. And then on the academic program side, uh, last night we had uh, Principal Susanna Huntley and um, her counselor, Don Garaskio. And um, they are the proud staff members at the Starlight Park College Prep and Community School, a new academy of ours. And they were um, sharing some of the new things they're doing at Starlight Park. And I'm telling you, it was, it was so inspirational that I'd like to share with our, um, our podcast listeners. Sounds great. I have it right here. This accent comes from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew up with my mom as a single parent where she only received supplemental security income as her sole source. Um, literally, the $20,000 scholarship was more than she earned in a year. She never established a good credit score, and we experienced everything from evictions to cars being repossessed to having our power shut off and going to food pantries. Junior Achievement's investment in my future and the skills they taught me enabled me to create an entirely different life for my family than I had growing up. Not only did I become the first in my family to graduate from college, but my husband and I are the first ever homeowners out of our immediate families. And we bought in this market in Phoenix, Arizona. So, I mean, I know it's really impressive. I know. <laughs> now, I am not yet over here rolling in the dough. Not yet. But I am living a vastly different life than I had growing up. And my own two children, who are Starlight Park Scholars, they, um, they never have to worry about our financial security. I truly, truly attribute so many of my academic and financial accomplishments to junior achievement. And so at Starlight, we are already establishing a sustainable partnership with Junior Achievement. 
They will be sending employees to our campus to train our staff and volunteers so that they are prepared to deliver the curriculum, which is aligned to state standards, by the way. We will be having parent and community volunteers teaching the curriculum in every single classroom on our campus. Not only that, but we are especially excited to be recruiting Starlight alumni from Estrella and Trevor Brown as volunteers so that they can teach the junior achievement lessons and win those same scholarships that I won and more. Our sixth graders will take part in a very special junior achievement program called BizTown where they spend time learning how to run their own businesses. And then they take a field trip to Tempe to an on-site learning facility that features more than 40 different businesses and industries. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I am absolutely overjoyed and so appreciative to Ms. Huntley for supporting this and being just as excited as I am. I hope now after hearing more about it, you guys are too. Thank you so much for your time today and allowing me to share my story. Thank you so much, Brock, um, for allowing us to re-view um, uh, her testimony. Uh, this is actually what we're all about here in Cartwright. This is what we want for our scholars. This is what we want our families to know. This is the passion. When you send our, your children to Cartwright, this is what you're going to get from us. And I am such a proud superintendent, and I just can't imagine if I was a parent right now of two children um, in, in school, I would be so excited. And in fact, one of our governing board members, Vice President Pedro Lopez, shared last night that both, both of his kids, two of his kids, he has three, um, are at Starlight Park. And he can't wait um, for all of these experiences for his um, young children, his scholars. But um, thank you for sharing that because that's the passion. You know, they're, they're models of passion that go across the district schools. Um, there, we have so many stories, and I hope that your podcast listeners um, will continue to tune in monthly to hear some of these um, stories that you're bringing to us. I'm extremely grateful. And we hope to hear more stories like Dan Carrasquillo. Uh, we want to be able to make sure that our students are you know, uh, accomplish all of their goals. Uh, and dreams. Yes. Uh, and and I was telling you earlier, uh, you know, with Dan, you know, how she she's the first, the, the first in her family to be able to graduate from college, the first. Which uh, seemed impossible in her situation. Exactly. And despite of all those obstacles, she was able to, to be here. Resilient and, uh, yes, and, and persevere. And she's paying it forward. She's absolutely. Looking, she's looking for those resources available to be able to help people in need uh, of these financial literacy courses uh, to get the kind of education that we deserve. Sometimes, you know, uh, I think it's, 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 it is expected from my parents to provide us with that kind of education. But uh, when, when you leave check to check and you don't, you don't really have any any money, you know, left to be able to save or that, to that, even educate. That it doesn't matter because if you want to do it, we're going to make it happen for you. Someone's going to help. Exactly. If, yeah. if you're so, willing to help. So, so I'm glad. I'm glad they're bringing this up. Uh, you know, when because when you don't when you don't know anything about financial literacy, then you get older and you just don't know what to do with your money and 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 at the end it's not it's not about how much money you make it's about how much money you save and manage that money well so with this program 
I feel that it's going to be teaching them, you know, to be able to find the right job that is going to be able to provide them with the with the tools and, uh, you know, to, to become successful. So ho hopefully, you know, children would be able to understand, you know, the cost of living, how expensive things are and what is is going to require for them to become successful either by, you know, going to college or creating their own businesses. I, I think of this quote that uh, my, my dad used to say, money doesn't buy happiness, but it's a darn good d d down deposit. <laughs> 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 so it's, it's, money's not the most important thing, but it's important that when you have money, you know what to do with it, how, mm -hmm. to, how to properly save it, like you were talking for about. College and exactly, and for college mm -hmm. and things like that. And I think teaching those skills at, Kindergarten. Start sure, in kindergarten. Exactly. Why yeah. not? And then if they are just constantly building on yeah, those absolutely. skills as yeah. the years go by, I can. I mean, I can only see benefits from that. Something that's so important. So, uh, Dr. Waller, do you have anything else to add or talk about today? Uh, all I like to say is, you know, welcome back to school. Welcome back to Cartwright, and um, we are very excited that you're here. And we're going to continue to work really hard to ensure that we have the best academic year possible and full, full, full with opportunities. Please let your scholars know to take advantage of everything that's happening on the campuses. And again, I just thank you all so much for um, listening today. And um, let's just make this the best year ever. Again, I just want to say that I'm very, very happy. Uh, and again, I'm very excited that we have a superintendent who listens to people, who listens to, you know, the employees and listens to everybody. Uh, and and that's what we're, we're going to be able to see in this podcast, which is great. I mean, just, seeing a, you know, be able to hear a different perspective of, of things and, and issues that are not only affecting you know our communities but you know other places you know in the united states so i'm sure a lot of people are going to be able to connect with all the conversations you know that we're going to be having in this podcast yeah ed education has a worldwide outreach so it's everything that we talk about is localized but at the same time it's not because we're talking about things that matter to communities and families and students and teachers yep. around the globe not, yeah, just, not here. just here in maryvale exactly. but all over yeah exactly. absolutely all right well thanks again to all the listeners for listening to why cartwright episode five just a reminder i include a little survey within spotify and anchor fm for people to send their direct questions to dr lawler if you have a question for our superintendent for the next episode please don't be afraid to pop it into that survey thank you again for listening and we hope you have a great rest of your day